0: Hello there, what it do, how are you, and welcome to episode 49 of Above the Nest with Rachelle, brought to you by Eski Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. It's a great day to talk football, that is Eagles football, of course, and I'm your host Rachelle Prevet, getting you hip very quick to what's happening. What's up, everyone, and happy Friday Eve! We are officially one week away from the 2022 NFL Draft, and so the NFL coverage continues. The NFL draft coverage continues here at BGN. You guys know that this season is very, very special to us, and so I felt what better way to get into this week than to bring on not one but two of my sisters in sports. I think that you know this is much needed because this is a male dominant field and. not very often that i get to bring on my sisters and we get to talk you know birds so i'm very very honored to have two of these lovely ladies first and foremost i have breezy she has a host she's the host for this podcast called sports and stilettos so you guys can check her out and then also i brought on simone who also has a youtube channel and it's called simone with the Sports. so you guys can look i look into her at simone stanley so both of them out but ladies How's it going? How are both of you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. I'm I'm doing great. Um, I'm anxious. I can't wait for this draft to start. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Literally,
0: like, I don't know where time went. We're seven days away. Like that's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to get into first like the biggest storyline from Wednesday. I know both of you guys heard what's going on with Debo Samuel, you know, requesting this trade from the 49ers. So one, would you want to see him come to Philly? And like, what are the what's the likelihood of that actually happening? Do you
2: think? I would love to see him come to Philly, especially in this draft. Uh, I see a lot of people, a lot of Eagles fans saying they want to get a wide receiver in the first round, which I do not necessarily agree with just because it's not like a specific wide receiver in this draft that's supposed to be like an automatic game changer. So I don't necessarily see the point of using a first round pick on a wide receiver that could easily be a second round talent, um, especially in such a defensive heavy draft. But I do see the need to upgrade our wide receiver room. And i if we're going to use a first round pick on a wide receiver in the draft, it just seems much more prudent for me to use that pick on Debo Samuel, who's young and already proven. So I would love to have Debo Samuel on this team. Now, the likelihood, I don't know, but I would love it. And I would definitely use one of my first round picks um, to get him.
1: So for me, i am I'm a little biased. Or I'm, I don't want to say biased. I'm a little, I'm a little torn on this because Debo Samuel as a talent is absolutely incredible. You know, you get literally two positions for the price of one, and he is amazing at both of them. But if you bring him into Philadelphia with the offense that we have now, I feel like he would take away a little bit from everyone. He would take away um you know running uh from you know Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts, and then he could also take away uh uh, catches from uh you know even Dallas Goddard as a tight end and I I don't know if I I don't know if I like that too much I mean you that's the biggest thing like right now and about him is the
0: fact that he is such a versatile player You know, so and also thinking financially, too, like that's one of the things that I was considering. I hadn't thought about, like, you know, maybe taking away the production from other players because he can play running back and he can also play wide receiver. But financially, too, like we know that the defensive side of the ball is like where the need is. So if we were to, you know, trade for him, does that take away from the other holes that need to be fixed? Oh, absolutely. I don't think so does.
2: because if you get somebody like Debo Sam, first of all, money has to get paid anyway. Like, mm-hmm. you got to pay money to somebody on the team. Right now we have a slew, like Miles hasn't gotten paid yet. Dallas Goddard is the only one that gotten paid that has gotten paid. We're obviously not paying. Um, Jalen Rager, Quest, not getting paid. Um, Devonta Smith is still on his rookie deal. So Jalen Hurst as well. So if we're going to cash out on somebody I feel like it needs to be somebody like Debo Samuel who's already proven that he's worth the money because when contract time comes up for these other guys we're not even gonna know if we, there's nobody on the team we even want to give the max two on offense right now um except for Devonta Smith just judging off of his rookie campaign but that's in three years so if it was Debo is just so automatic like he just automatically made he carried the Niners like <laughs> He carries the Niners single-handedly. So if he comes in and he takes Dallas Goddard off the table, if he comes in and takes anybody off the table, if if it's resulting in wins, that's what a star receiver does. He draws all the attention. So if Devonta Smith becomes the number two, then battle it out. That just makes Devonta Smith even more better because that's going to make Devonta Smith want to work harder. You spots can't be guaranteed. You bring somebody like Debo in, and then it elevates everybody else to have to step their stuff up if they want to stay on this team.
1: Okay.
0: Bree, did you want to have something to say or I know you were saying something? <sighs> um
1: with him with him being so versatile, do you guys think that it might throw off the play calling and the in the game plan for? Nick Sirianni, just because he may feel like he has to be, you know, a little more creative because, you know, he's such a versatile talent if he comes here.
0: I think he would fit pretty well compared to like all the other teams. The 49ers offensive scheme is similar to the uh, Eagles offensive scheme, like both very run heavy. And we know that he does that well. So I don't think that it would cause like any drastic shift because he already does. They already do this well. So if anything, that should be more of an easy adjustment for him to, you know, fit in because this is what they do well, you know. But we've heard things about him wanting um, a little bit different. When it comes to how the 49ers were using him, we have heard a little bit about how he wants to be used differently. So I don't know. I don't know all the details regarding that. But right. I wouldn't think it would be too difficult because they're very similar to how the Eagles are.
2: Yeah, I agree. And, too, also with the Colts, like Nick Sirianni with the Colts, he had a lot of different, like, positioners, players as well that he – like as an offensive coordinator that he didn't have with the Eagles. And he said when he got to the Eagles, he wanted to, you know, fix the passing game and whatever. So I think he does want to get more creative um, just because, you know, that's what kind of offense he's coming from. But I don't think we had the players where he could be creative. But now if you bring in somebody like Debo, you know, the options are limited. Yeah. Facts. Facts. facts.
0: And, okay, I want to shift and talk about Jalen Hurts, you know, We got to do it. What were both of your thoughts based off of his second year? Were you, you know, pleased? Do you feel like the expectations are extremely high? Like, what does that mean for him going into this third season? Brie, did you want to start? Because, yeah. Uh,
1: Well, I honestly, I really didn't have extremely high expectations for Jalen Hurts, just because of the limited playing time that he had in his, his first season. Um, but I definitely thought the potential was there. I, I didn't think that there would be, uh, any, any time that he wouldn't rise to the occasion. Um, it was, it. I mean, for me, it goes back to the, the coaching staff that he had around him. Everyone was new last year. So everyone was trying to build the chemistry, get acclimated with each other, and really try to find that middle ground. And we saw it in certain games where everything just clicked. It worked. And then you saw games where everything pretty much fell apart. So going into his his third year, second year with this coaching staff, I think he'll be much better than what we saw last year, just because the continuity is there now.
2: Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. I didn't really have any expectations for him just because that first season was like a random get thrown into the fire type of season. And then we had a a complete overhaul in like the front office and the coaching staff. So I didn't really have any like expectations. Like he's got to come in and look like this. Um, Given this quarterback draft class, he definitely deserves another um, year now, if this was a draft class where we had, like, a Bryce Young coming out, a Joey Burrow, a Trevor Lawrence, yeah, I'll be all for drafting Jalen Hurst replacement. But it's But we're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. We're like, this is what we got. This is what the market look like. It's nobody better than Jalen Hurst out there that, you know, won't cost $230 million guaranteed and come with 50,000 court cases. So we're stuck with Jalen yes. Hurst for the season. So I think he was fine enough to, like – Get another year, given mm-hmm. our circumstances. But I do see where, like, you know, for some people, his expectations could have failed short. But I don't see why. Because I don't know why y'all be expecting so much from this guy who got no time to develop. Right. And that was I so agree. frustrating. Literally every week, that
0: was, like, where my frustration lied. It was kind of, like, majority of these quarterbacks in the league are not, like, Overnight sensations, you know, like we didn't even give him time to develop. So that's where I was frustrated. Like, you know, you guys need to chill out, you know, give this guy time. And it was only technically like his first real season, but it concerns me because I feel that going into his third season, a lot of people have the mindset that it's like a make or break season for him. Do you guys agree?
1: Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily agree a hundred percent because I feel like that's the narrative that the Eagles are putting out there on him. You know, it it's it's not his fault that he, you know, came into a situation where things were shifting and all of that stuff with Carson Wentz. And then he was kind of like thrown into the fire in a way last year with this new head coach, new defensive coordinator, like all of all of this stuff is new, and then. Coming into his third year, it's like, well, because there's nobody better than you, quarterback-wise, in the draft, this is your prove-it deal. Like, you either prove that you are worth it, or we're drafting your replacement next year. And I, I feel like he he will rise to the occasion. You know, that's just who he is. It's how he's pretty much always been. But I, I really I don't like that. That's the narrative that the Eagles are putting out there for him
0: and I think we all know that when it comes to Howie Roseman like regardless of what he's saying you gotta pay attention to like what he's doing Mm -hmm. right because they're doing all this talk there's off season about how Jalen Hurts is the guy but would you be surprised if knowing the QB factory you know reputation if they drafted a a quarterback this year would you be surprised
2: Sadly, no, I would not be surprised because first you know, all, we just I just I don't know about y'all, but I can never predict what is going to happen. You know what I mean? I feel like last draft was pretty like, well, I didn't know we were going to get Devonta Smith, but I felt like I knew we was going to get one of those wide receivers because it was like a wide receiver draft and we needed a wide receiver this year. I don't know what we're going to do. Like, I want us to go all defense in the first round because this is the kind of draft where you can get your defensive talent of the future. But I see so many wide receiver visits. I see so many quarterback visits. Us taking Kenny Pickett out to dinner. Uh, we went to that game, the Kenny Pickett-Sam Howe game during the season. We sent – well, Howie Roseman was in the building that game. So it's a lot of stuff just signaling that we might take a quarterback. And if we do, I won't be – would I be mad? Yes. Will I be surprised? No. But, like I said – the make a break year for Jalen Hurts, I, it's got to be a make a break year for Jalen Hurts because the way the NFL just moves so quick now, the way the NFL moves, like the NBA now, where in the off, it just takes one really good offseason to make you a contender, we can't just be waiting around another season. Now, I'll give the brother of this season, and I'm yeah. rooting for him, but we got to move on. We got a lot of young talent. We got a, a offensive line that's not getting any younger, that's right at its peak. Um, hopefully, in this draft, we get some game changing defensive players next season. If we're just a quarterback away from like being a legit contender, and if Jalen Hurst hasn't moved that needle, we got two first round picks to either make a trade for whatever disgruntled quarterback is going to be next offseason. Because every offseason, some quarterbacks are getting traded now, whether it's to make a trade or get Bryce Young. Jalen Hurst already know what time it is.
1: Three, would we be surprised? I, it depends on what round if they, if, if, if they grab a quarterback in like the fifth or the sixth round, like it, it's not going to face me. I I really don't care because nine times out of 10, they're probably going to move him before camp starts anyway. So whatever, if they draft a quarterback in the first or the second round, I, I, I will be very, very, very surprised because I don't think there's a quarterback right now that could come into this situation and outplay Jalen Hurts. I, I really, I really don't think that there is.
0: I agree. They're all like projects. We've talked about this time and time again. So yeah. next year, it's a different story completely. But this year, what's the point? But I want to get into draft. Simone kind of already started to ease into it. But like looking at the first round, number fifteen, number eighteen, what would you guys say should be the Eagles' priorities with those two first round picks, like position wise?
1: Um, I, you know, I'll agree with Simone uh, and I've probably stood on this a hundred percent since the season ended, we need defense, defensive players, 100%. And it's either got to be an edge rusher or it's got to be a linebacker. And I know Howie does not like spending money on linebackers, but at this point, we really don't have a choice because there's nobody else out there that can, that we can get at a decent price. And actually be here for five or six years at minimum. So I think that one of those two positions at 15, one of those two positions at 18, and really start to solidify that defense and, and get this thing going.
2: No, I agree a thousand percent. I keep hearing when I'm doing my mock drafts, oh, how he's not going to draft the linebacker. People have to change at some point. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, we've been so destitute at the linebacker position for so long. Like, it's time for things to change, especially in this kind of draft. Um, linebacker, definitely a big need. Edge rusher, edge rusher still a big need for me, but not necessarily in the first round anymore, just because we got and saw him Reddit. Um safety. Rodney McLeod left. So we don't have a starting safety. We got Marcus Epps, and that's it. Like, Stephen Nelson is gone. We don't have a quarterback, too. So we don't have – there's two starting positions that we just don't have anyone filling right now. Like, there's no way you can go in this draft and go get a wide receiver in the first round when we don't have anybody besides Darius Slay in the secondary. Like – And I think, like,
0: Howie Roseman surprised people last season with Devonte smith like i think he did what he had to do like everybody was very happy with that so to me doesn't that feel good you know like read the room like if you right. know everybody is demanding this i know you're listening to these podcasts i know y'all listen to us so it's like you know what everybody is saying don't be stupid it's not it's not hard it's not rocket science stick right. with what is best for You know, based off of last season, you guys know what didn't work. So fix it like this is the time. But do we have the confidence in Howie Roseman to not screw it up? I guess is where we all kind of stand.
1: One thing that I heard, uh, I think it was on the radio maybe a week ago. um, They were talking about the GMs in the league and they said that the way Howie Roseman thinks is more so in the future. He thinks two or three years down the line when he does these drafts a lot of these other GMs only think about right now because they don't know if they're going to be here in a year or two. So they want to make an impact now. So some of Howie Roseman's picks from the past actually make sense, you know, because it's like, okay, we got this position, you know, this person only has, you know, maybe a year or two left, you know, we're drafting for his replacement now compared to in two years. So confidence, (laughs) <clears throat> he's he's a grenade you you really don't know unless you pull the pin, so it's like i i I hope that he makes the right decision at at fifteen and eighteen, but then it's like you really you really have no idea because you don't know if he's going to draft for right now and and really get Jalen hurts the help that he needs on both sides of the ball or if he's going to play that well, in two years you know, so and so is not going to be here, so let's draft this position, and it just not makes sense right now.
2: Yeah, I agree because, well, my only concern about this draft, I feel like last draft, just like fan consensus-wise, we all knew we wanted a wide receiver, and some people wanted a quarterback. It mm-hmm. was like Jamar Chase versus Jalen Waddle, or would Devonta Smith fit better, or would Jalen um, Waddle fit better, boom, boom. And then there was that crop that wanted a quarterback. You know what I mean? So. This draft, though, we all over the place of the fan base. Like, there's people saying, why well, receiver the first round, which I don't agree with. Like, I can see why somebody might want one, but I don't agree with it. Um, there's so many, like, there's just so many different avenues. Like, some people say, oh, we don't need a linebacker. There's, what, like... What games we, were they watching A&M last three years? Like, what? The first round. Yes. <laughs> like, there's so much division, I feel like, now. So... I just don't know what the heck is going to happen April twenty eighth. Like <laughs> I really don't know. There's so many routes we could go. I just and like you said, drafted for the future. He could turn around and go get that
1: Linderbaum off yes. the line with the first round pick. <laughs> Listen, I, that is my absolute nightmare. Okay, it is that is a nightmare of mine. I if he go if he drafts if he drafts a lineman at fifteen. <laughs> I am walking out of that stadium, and I am oh, never turning yeah. back. I will be. I will be no more good.
0: I just can't wait to see Twitter. Like it's either going to go really well or it's going to go really bad. So I'm gonna be waiting, just patiently waiting to see how it
2: plays out. Like when we, like I love Landon Dickerson. love him, and I. <laughs> him. But y'all, when it was the second round, we got Landon Dickerson. I was like, huh? Mm-hmm.
1: Like, well, that okay? So the Landon Dickerson – it it kind of made sense and we lucked out on him because of the injury yeah. history with Brandon Brooks and all of that stuff. You know, we lucked out with him. And thank God that we did, because the season would have been much worse last year had we not the drafted. That's
2: what has me worried because nobody, Harry Roseman, draft a lineman. That's why I feel like we all here talk about linebacker, safety, corner, wide receiver. Will he draft a quarterback? It's gonna be a lot. He always drafts a lineman, like. <laughs>
0: god we don't don't need it I can't take that (laughs) I I want to shift before we even wrap this thing up because I think like everybody's like you said Simone everybody's on a different wave so all we can really do is be patient and see how this plays out but Taking a look at, like, the division going into this season, I wanted to get you guys' takes on, like, quarterback rankings. Like, who do you think? Like, where do you think Jalen Hurts falls among the other quarterbacks in the NFC East? And do you think that the Eagles are going to make it to the playoffs again?
2: We're going to make the playoffs. One thing about Slack, I feel like we're going to make the playoffs. We made the playoffs last year we thought we was going to be four and – 15 or whatever. How many games it is?
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So we're going to make the playoffs. And I think Jalen Hurst ranks number two. Number two, barely number two, because Dak is starting to slip a little bit. I feel mm-hmm. like Dak is definitely better than Jalen Hurst where he is right now. But I don't – Jalen Hurst definitely is on the trajectory to be Dak or be better than Dak. I ain't never putting Carson Wentz over my QB1. So <laughs> three <laughs> – <laughs> and then what's his
1: name again? Daniel Jones. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. Pretty. Uh, so yeah, I I agree with Simone. I think we're gonna make the playoffs and uh I think again it comes back to continuity and I think this team, you know, is is gonna get it together. We're gonna see a big jump in this second year with Siriani and I agree. I will put Jalen Hurts at number I would say number 1.8 cuz like you said Dak is slipping and his team is falling apart. We don't know what the hell, sorry. We don't know what uh Dallas is going to do. Dallas is probably going to draft a lineman because they need one desperately. But uh Carson Wentz going to the Commanders I I would say that might be tied with Daniel Jones at 4. Like we're just we're just missing number 3 right now. So it is what it is.
0: Yeah. I'm not worried about the commanders. Like that's the least of my worries. Like not
1: yeah. a But not they a do get Chase Young back after this in okay. at that afternoon. That that's, all... that's the only thing that really concerns me. That's yeah. the only two players that I know
0: that are like threatening. But
1: yeah. I mean
0: before we wrap things up, first and foremost, thank you guys for both taking the time to chat with me. I know you're busy in this draft season craziness, but do either of you have anything you want to like plug? Anything that you know, the one can the where can the listeners find you guys? But yeah, anything y'all want to plug before we wrap up?
2: Um, just YouTube, really. Oh, Instagram, Twitter, you know, all that. <laughs> so YouTube, Simone with the sports. Instagram, Simone with sports. Um, Twitter. Simone underscore daily. I feel like that TikTok where they like top sheen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh wait, oh wait, oh wait. Oh gosh.
0: <laughs> where, where where can we find
1: you? Uh you can find me uh on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. You can find the show on Instagram, Sports and Stilettos Podcast. And uh yeah, I mean, let's let's hit the ground running. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for next Thursday to get here now. You
0: and me both. But thank you guys again. Thank you lovely loyal listeners for tuning in. That's going to be a wrap on episode 49 of Above the Nest with Shell. Don't forget to rate, leave review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh subscribe to our YouTube channel. You know you guys all know the drill. But yes, um thank you guys and that is going to be a wrap.
1: G and...